1: Sermon text for today, recorded in Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 to 19. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world, rather than on Christ. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity who lives in bodily form, and you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. In him you were also circumcised in the putting off of the sinful nature, not with the circumcision done by the hands of men, but with the circumcision done by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us. do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you for the prize. Such a person goes into great detail about what he has seen and his unspiritual mind puffs him up with idle notions. He has lost connection with the head from whom the whole body supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews grows as God causes him to grow. This is the Word of the Lord. We rise for the Gospel.
2: The eleventh chapter. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, how hallowed how, how be your name. Your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Then he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend, and he goes to him at midnight and says, friend, lend me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children are in bed with, uh, with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him the bread because he is his friend, Yet, because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you ask, and it'll be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be open. Which of your fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a a snake instead, or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is the Gospel of the Lord. mercy, and peace be to you, from God our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The playground, a land of danger for parents and their children. We all know how a trip to the playground for a day of fun can then turn into an opportunity or fighting and mudslinging. Your attention is just turned away for one second. Maybe a Facebook notification from an old friend has just popped up, or a work email you've been waiting for just arrived in your inbox. You take your eyes off of your children for one second, and then, boom. Two of your kids are fighting over playing with a toy. And there is mud uh, from a recent rain shower, so your children are throwing mud at each other. The fight roars until you come to se- to separate them. And in order for you to separate them, you also have to get muddy yourself. And the mud of your children gets on you. And well, the day is ruined because these were some of your favorite clothes. And so you're, you're mad with your kids and your, your kids are mad with you and your, your kids are mad with each other. The whole situation is broken. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, Paul says to us today, Paul's words of admonition to the Colossians are a reminder that we too are still in the world. To be in the world is to be in the mud pit. We're a muddy people and we love to sling our mud around. This old Adam we have, our old, stubborn, sinful nature, clings to us. Adam, his name means dirt. And so he comes from the dirt. And we share in his nature. So we come from the dirt. Well, what happens when we die? Well, we go back to the dirt. We share his nature, and we also share in his rebellion. One church father put it this way. Adam wrote and signed off on the contract that is the curse of the law. We have inherited this contract, and we've only added to the indebtedness over time with our own sins. Every time we sin, the mud-slinging increases. The list of sins in the world continues to grow. And no matter what we do, we can't escape from this reality. Now, that doesn't mean that some have, have attempted to or have tried to remove themselves from the world. In fact, many have tried. Many Christians have. In the early church, Christians formed monastic communities away from cities to form intentional community. This was especially after the adoption of Christianity by the Roman Empire. But while the early motivations of monasticism, a a faithful witness, are to be admired, by the time of Luther, monasticism was often a way to remove yourself from your life and from your life responsibilities. As uh, the church at the time had said, well, the spiritual life is more important than the temporal Husbands would leave their families to join the monastery. Women would leave their families and join a convent. Each were attempting to remove themselves from a sinful world. But in so doing, they they failed to uh, uphold their God-given responsibilities. Paul speaks of this later in his letter to the Colossians when he condemns self-made religion. Human precepts and teachings have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. You know, the result of of asceticism, of trying to remove yourself uh, from the world, is just more brokenness. No matter what we do, we can't escape from the mudslinging. You know, how often do we seek to retreat from the world, uh, from our community, and maybe even from the church because of all the mudslinging. And even when we try our best to avoid sin, sin and its effects still rear their ugly head and break into our lives. Sin's deepness runs just beyond our actions. It's ingrained in the very reality we live in. We can't escape this no matter how hard we try. You know, think of all the broken situations we can't escape from. A heated argument where a family member uh, throws around names and and old wounds are 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 exposed. A divorce where where but God united man and woman seek to separate. Abuse of all kinds where where the trauma of the abuse victim then goes on to go to affect other relationships. You know, all of these are examples of how sin is just so ingrained in the creation. I mean, we can't imagine a world without sin. I mean, can you imagine a world where there'll never be an argument again, where, where, where there'll just be peace and harmony, where there'll never again be hatred, and finally, most importantly, there'll be no more death, as, as death is the, the wages of this broken world, the sinful world, It just seems beyond any current possibility. But we can think of brokenness certainly. I mean, we don't have to imagine it, right? I mean, think of the bill of accusation against us. Think of the the debt we've accrued, the wages we have earned, how we've participated in all of this, the mud that we have slung. You know, if we had a, a jumbotron here, we had it on the screens here today, and there was five seconds for each person listing all their sins up here on the screens, well, everybody would leave church today with their, heads, uh, with their heads held down in shame. You know, we can't put a Band-Aid on sin. We can't put lipstick on a pig. We sling mud, and we have the bill of goods to prove it. St. Paul proclaims to us today, in Jesus also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. Through Jesus you have been raised from the dead. You have been washed of all of this filth and mud of life. You have been given a new identity. You are a new creation. And all of this is because Jesus rose from the dead. His resurrection going beyond anything humanly possible. As Jesus says, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Through the cross, he died the death that we deserve. And he took on our own death into his bodies to destroy the power of death once and for all. And he gave the ransom price for sin through his precious blood, blood worth more than all of the gold and the silver in the world, because it is through his blood that we have eternal life. And he used his blood as the currency to pay off the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. And he wrote personal checks. He wrote them For you and for me, he wrote them individually for each and every one of us here. With our own names written on the check, and the ink Jesus used, his own blood, and the amount, the whole world. Through his blood, Jesus redeemed the whole world, and he has given you the check in his own blood. You can imagine. Christ today here in divine service, here in worship, handing out and giving out these checks this Sunday. And every Sunday when we come together to to worship that, he brings this to you here personally with a check. And then he gives you in that check, in the memo line, he writes, for my precious child, for you are a child of God. You know, when we sling mud, Jesus lavishly slings his blood, his grace for us. Now the the satanic powers will try to get you back into the world. They'll remind you of all the mud you have ever thrown. All the mud that you've rolled around in. They'll point to that jumbotron. They'll point to it and say, here's what you owe before God. Here's the record of debt with all of its legal demands. And say, you still owe this before God. Paul reminds us that Jesus disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. The record of debt, brothers and sisters, it's gone. It no longer exists. It's abolished. The slate is wiped clean. Christ abolished it once and for all. You know He went down to hell to proclaim victory to the demons, his victory over them, and he rose from the dead. Destroying death's power once and for all, Jesus destroyed Satan's kingdom forever. We are triumphant. You know, we ought to be jumping up and down for all the good things God has done for us in Christ Jesus. He has secured eternal victory. Brothers and sisters, we win. But yet we are continually reminded of the mud of life. You know, to live in our baptismal identity is to live in spiritual warfare. The enemy continues to sling mud our way. But we must remember that in baptism, we are completely clean, and all of our sins are completely washed away. And that this isn't a one-time thing. Baptism wasn't a thing done long ago, but it is a daily drowning of the old Adam and the renewing of the new Adam, the new creation. Luther, in the large catechism, he puts it this way. Luther says, he says, These two parts, to be sunk under the water and drawn out again, signify the power and operation of baptism, which is nothing else than putting to death the old Adam, and after that the resurrection of the new man, both of which must take place in all of our lives, so that a truly Christian life is nothing else than a daily baptism, once begun and ever to be continued, for this must be practiced without ceasing, that we ever keep purging away whatever is of the old Adam and that which belongs to the new man come forth. And so when, when Satan comes to you, and he comes to you with the giant jumbotron of sins, remind him that, that Christ already paid that debt once and for all. And when we're in the thick of the mud of this world, and, you know, when, when all seems lost remember that Jesus shed his blood so that we will be clean from all the muddy situations we get ourselves into. And when we experience the brokenness of society, remember that Jesus died so that all people may be washed and made clean through the waters of holy baptism. Uh, there was a man. Um, he, he lived a muddy life. And he had, a, he had a pretty huge jumbotron. And he was dying of cancer. He told his son of all the evil things he ever did. He, in his youth, he would get in fights and he slammed, um, you know, him being tall, he had slammed somebody down on the ground on asphalt uh, uh, from uh, uh, over six feet uh, and really injured the man. And all these things and many, many more things, Satan was pressing on him that record of debt. But, but Christ already canceled that debt. Uh, his son reminded him and that he never even needed to worry. But here's just the truth, brothers and sisters. Satan always attacks us when we are weakest. And we'll especially face these attacks when we confront our own deaths. But we must be reminded uh, that whenever, every time Satan attacks us, Christ has paid the bill for us in full. You look to the cross when the fiery darts and slings of mud from the evil one get to you. And look to Christ whenever you feel that you can't be loved by either God or man. Because with God, all things are possible. You are loved. Jesus loves you. His body, the church, loves you. The very thing that's impossible for us, Jesus makes possible through his own resurrection from the dead. And through baptism, Jesus has given you new life. And he is true to all of his promises. It is done, it is finished, the bill is paid. And the good news is, in the end, we win. So let us continue to celebrate and triumph over all of the rulers and authorities All that Jesus has done for us. Amen. Now, may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, keep our hearts and minds in the one true faith unto life everlasting. Amen.
3: Dear friends, let us confess our faith using the words of the Nicene Creed we confess together. I believe in one God, the Father almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done